0: Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio.
1: And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you, Lon Strickler back with us. He's a researcher, author, publisher of the syndicated Phantoms and Monsters blog. Very successful. He began the blog back in 2005. It has grown in popularity. is read by tens of thousands of paranormal enthusiasts, investigators, and those seeking the truth.
0: Lon, welcome back. How are you? Hey, George. Thanks for having me. I'm hanging in there.
1: I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, you're fighting off the COVID and everything else.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's been difficult, but we're getting through it.
1: Different, different uh, times for people, isn't it? Mm. It is. Hey, how did you get in- interested in COVIDs and in uh, these kinds of creatures, cryptids?
0: Well, I had I, originally I was uh, doing just paranormal investigations. I had started back in the seventies. And, um, you know, it wasn't quite common back then like it is now, of course. And uh, I eventually, I had a Bigfoot encounter back in 1981, and when that occurred, I instantly became interested in it, because I wanted to find out what it was I saw, first of all. And uh, I wanted to try to get an explanation as to what this thing was. And that kind of started the journey.
1: Did you get
0: the answers you were looking for? You know, I guess I did, but I, you know, there's always, you know, you get one answer, there's always another question, you know, and uh, that's that's kind of had kept me going ever since. I mean, there are just so many, many strange things out there, unusual things that people can't explain. And uh, you know the, the whole cryptid field hasn't remained stagnant. There always seems to be something else popping up, and uh, that, that's what keeps us going. A couple of years ago,
1: there was a case in Chicago, wasn't there, of a winged humanoid?
0: Yeah, the, the, this actually started in 2011 when there were uh, there were three sightings towards the end of the summer, and uh, of this. This winged being, uh, it it had some aspects of being like a humanoid-shaped being, but it had wings. Uh, The wing structures were described as being like that of a bat, but it was uh, pretty innocuous. Uh, There was a photograph taken, though I am not sure if that was actually uh, a photograph of the actual being itself. So uh, as time went on, you know, that did create a bit of a stir. Uh, Those three sightings were all three reported to uh, the MUFON CMS. And uh, we really couldn't get a whole lot of uh, information other than what MUFON had provided. So in early uh, 2017, uh, reports started showing up on, on MUFON CMS of these winged being sightings, uh, winged humanoid sightings, and as time went by, uh, a friend of mine, Manuel Navarrete, who lives in Chicago, he's a UFO investigator, mm-hmm. started contacting me, telling me about th- that this had phenomena had started again, and um, at, you know, there were the first several reports were made to the MUFON CMS, and then we started soliciting uh, uh reports to be reported directly to us and it, it it started coming through and you know 2017 was crazy i mean it, it it was literally unbelievable we received 50 plus reports that year wow of
1: the same thing
0: something very similar yeah uh you know there were there were some chain differences uh the first report was kind of that of a uh, a mothman insectoid type being, but uh, we also had what people were calling an owl man and uh, with the uh, the feathered wings and uh, looking like what people had called a lacusa. and uh, But that kind of that kind of waned off a bit, and uh, as we started getting into the summer. The reports were consistently like that of a gargoyle or a bat-winged humanoid.
1: Wow. Now, this was the basis of your book, Mothman Dynasty, wasn't it? Yes. Which is a great book, by the way. And are we still getting reports of this
0: thing? Yeah, we are. Uh, the majority of the reports since October of 2019 have been coming from the area of O'Hara International and uh, the suburb of Rosemont. Uh, we do occasionally get a sighting uh, in the city itself or in the surrounding area. But I'd say about 80% of the, the sightings that we have gotten have come around from have come from around the O'Hara area. Any pilots report anything, Lon? Yeah, it has been. We've had two pilots with reports. Who actually saw them? Why they were taxiing on the runway uh, after they, their their wow. flight was over and they were coming towards the terminal and this thing flew in front of them. Uh, we've had air traffic controllers who contacted us, other employees like transit those who would run the uh, transit buses uh, at O'Hare, uh, other employees. We have one employee from the aviation. Department of Aviation for Chicago as well as uh, folks who um, worked at the uh, UPS sorting area on the airport as well so you know we've also and and of course we've had security guards and uh, uh, you know TSA guards contacting us The the airport person I mean the airport powers to be aren't too thrilled about it they're they have tried to keep this thing quiet for the most part. <laughs> Good luck for them, yeah, right? Yeah, people have, I mean, these these folks have been brave and come forward. Uh, you know, we're, everything's confidential with us, but uh, we're very eager to hear what they have and to put their story out there.
1: Are people reporting one by itself or many of these objects?
0: We have only ever had one report of two of these things, and that was early on. Uh, that was uh, in a boat out on the lake around the Montrose Beach area. But for the most part, it's always a singular being.
1: And, and it's flapping its wings, or is it just like floating? What's it doing?
0: You know, they, there seems to be a supernatural aspect to these beings where they can propel themselves without the use of their wings. Now, some do use huh. them. Uh, but for, you know, just like when these things are seen on the ground and the Ascend, uh, they do not use their wings for the most part. I mean, though there have been some, but very few.
1: What does your gut tell you about this thing, Lon?
0: Well, that's the big question. <laughs> I guess um, I, I believe that there is supernatural aspect to it and the fact that some witnesses have seen these things literally disappear. Before their eyes, I, I believe there's a, a multi-dimensional aspect to it.
1: Well, they just come and go as they please through portals seems, or
0: something. Seems that, seems that way. Hmm. Uh, why these portals are opening up or how they're opening up, we don't have any real idea. No uh, concrete, you know, evidence of it. But the sightings overall are very fleeting. They seem to show up very quickly. Uh, are seen. Uh, by the time that someone realizes the sh- and gets over the shock of seeing it and trying to get a photograph, they're gone. And uh, But they very rarely stick around.
1: Does the creature look a little like Satan has been described?
0: You know, we've had people describe it as a, a demon of sorts. But, uh, you know, if if you wanted to put it in that type of genre, I, I guess it could be. Uh, we've had some sightings where people describe them as looking like gargoyles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I guess it's it depends on the perspective of the, the witness.
1: Lon, what have they described the face
0: to look like? It, it's varied. Uh, I, I Like I said before, there have been some descriptions of, like a gargoyle look to it, uh, with maybe the red eyes. Not all of them have red eyes, but
1: but a human-looking face, though. Not necessarily.
0: All right. Uh, some seem to be a very thin face uh, with uh, a lo- mostly non-human aspects to it. Uh, but it, it, you know, it does vary. I mean, sometimes the uh, the face itself. And the eyes are embedded in the upper part of the body like that described in the Mothman. So, uh, yeah, that, that you know, I can't really come out and say that it is like a chimera or something that, you know, was actually developed or engineered. Um, but the face, for the most part, does not look too human.
1: Why does it, you know, seem to be around O'Hare International Airport?
0: Yeah, that's, that's a that's big weird. Question. Uh, you know, we have had reports as of late the possible connection to UFOs and other impossible alien beings. We've had witnesses who have seen um, a UFO associated with a uh, humanoid being as- ascended into one of these craft. Hmm. Uh, you know, we've had human, small humanoid type Sightings around O'Hare for a long time. I mean, you know, people don't realize this, but you know, the paranormal activity and strange activity around uh, O'Hare and and several other airports is pretty profound. Um, a lot of strange things happen there, you know, and I, I, you know because you get a lot of different people come through. A facility like that, you're going to get something to that.
1: It's a wonder that a plane hasn't smashed into one of these things.
0: Well, (laughs) I can't say that it hasn't. Really? Uh, Yeah. Be but you know, as far as actually having a body or uh, specific damage, I I, we just really haven't gotten a report like that.
1: Now, this association with a uh, UFO or some kind of craft—is it conceivable that these? humanoids, are the pilots of the craft.
0: I guess it's conceivable. Uh, You know, just like a lot of other cryptid activity, there there sometimes seems to be an association with other anomalies or anomalous activity like a UFO or maybe an alien being or a non-terrestrial being. Uh, That has shown up in, in this case uh, preferably the last year and a half or so, where people have seen other beings, unexplained beings associated with these sightings.
1: There's a humanoid called the Smiling Man, which is also the called injured Cold. Right. Are you still getting reports of that?
0: Yeah, we are. I actually had a... Um, <laughs> we had a sighting up in uh, Hartwick, New York, about six months ago and this is really a strange story i um what happened yeah the an investigator friend of mine who lives in queens got a call from a friend of his who told him of an encounter she had at her home of something that was described like a mothman uh and when she, she had the encounter and she was on the phone with him telling him this uh she received a telephone call where the caller ID came up entered cold and you know she's huh. telling him about this and yeah, of course she didn't know what entered cold meant and um you know he he was flabbergasted he didn't understand what was going on so he he hopped on a bus and, and got himself up there And uh, the week he spent up there, it was very strange. It seemed to be a lot of weird activity going on, a lot of paranormal activity. But, um, you know, I've talked to friends who are researchers as to the possibility that maybe the injured cold case back in West Virginia may have been related to the, the Mothman phenomena. And, of course, it did happen around the same time. And, you know, the distance between the sightings were not that far. Uh, Some believe it has, some don't believe it was. But uh, the fact that that occurred and uh, that this person, when she answered the phone, told her uh, that she shouldn't report it and to keep it quiet, maybe 20 minutes after she had the sighting, is pretty unusual. And uh, it kind of harkens back to the uh, the men in black uh, reports that people have gotten of uh, these these humanoids. The best way you can say it, they're dressed in black. that show up suddenly after a sighting or an encounter.
1: That's amazing. It it surely is. And when they call it the smiling man, is that what it looks like?
0: You know, I I believe that. That was kind of an exaggeration. Uh, the the man who originally had the encounter, his name was Woodrow Derenberger. And uh, I've been in contact with his daughter. And she actually has a book out now. On this? Yeah, because she has had contact with Endered Cold over the years as well as other uh, associates of his, and she explains it in her book. Uh, so I, I, I was actually supposed to interview her this week, but something came up. So I will be having her on again. But she basically says that you know, Ender Cold was just like a, a normal human being, though he had he had the ability to kind of move in and out, and uh, you know. Did he shapeshift? It, it, it seems that he may have something to that effect. But as far as you saying that, it was, did he have a big smile like the grinning man? I'm not sure of that. Maybe that was maybe over-exaggerated to a bit, but I, I, I really can't say for sure.
1: That's interesting. Uh, next uh, half after the break I want to talk about the not deer sightings, which are yeah, very yeah, bizarre very too. These are all strange little stories. Tell me, tell me about your Bigfoot sighting that you had.
0: Well, this was in May of nineteen eighty one. I was um I was fly fishing on the uh, south branch of the Tapsco River near Sykesville, Maryland. And uh it's an area I'd been at many times. Mm-hmm. And um I was in, in the river in Chess Waders fly fishing, of course, and uh, I happened to notice across on the other side of the river on the north side there was a dog kind of moving in and out of the weeds. And, you know, I didn't pay it any mind, but I knew it was there. But not long after, I heard this thing yelp. And as I looked over there, I saw this huge hairy being stand up into the weeds. And, I you know, I could see it really well from chest up because the weeds were so high. Definitely
1: not a bear, was it?
0: Oh, no, it wasn't a bear. And uh, as this thing stood up, and I'm watching it, it, it it moved to my left and walked out of the weeds, and uh, I got a full view of it. Um, I didn't know what to think at the time. You know, of course, I had heard of the Boggy Creek thing and all that. But I wasn't really into the Bigfoot phenomena. I you know, I had heard about it.
1: You kinda got pulled into it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I did. And uh but this thing was maybe about fifty foot away from me. It was standing there, we locked eyes, and uh it was making like a ticking sound, which I later discovered that it was probably gnashing its teeth. I've had other reports of something similar to that. Huh. And uh it You know, it stood there. It was definitely a male, because I could see the genitalia on this thing. Uh, very hairy, about eight foot in height. Had a, a somewhat conical head, but it had a very, very thick brow ridge on it.
1: Typical Bigfoot description.
0: But this, in a way, to me, looked more like a Neanderthal, or more human than as opposed to being... A, a gorilla or uh,
1: Almost like the missing link.
0: Yeah, possibly. And, uh, you know, if I had, I'd have had a weapon, I would have never shot at it. You know, so, you know, we were wa- looking at each other for a good five seconds or so. And did he run away? He just turned around on the dime and started walking swiftly up into the woods. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern. And go to coasttocoastam.com for more.